It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. <laughs> Show. It's 2 o'clock Pacific, so 5 Eastern on a Thursday. And I'm happy to have you aboard. My name is Woody Adams. I'm a product specialist with Intuit. And opinion statements and views that I express on the show might not necessarily reflect those of Intuit. Intuit's not affiliated with the show. And we have some great topics and questions. Uh, Stacy's going to actually kick it off once she dials back in. Her uh, her audio is kind of breaking up a bit, so we'll, we'll give her a second. I'm back. But the QBO show, oh, hey, cool. Very nice. I was just going to say uh, QBO show is sponsored by Stacey K Academy. You can find out more about that at com, as well as Killed All Services, com. So, uh, well, Stacey, how's it going? Yeah. Been a while. Uh, I haven't been on the show for a while. Yeah. Well, and neither have I. So uh, I had a little bit of a run-in with the ER. I was supposed to do uh, – I just want to tell this story because it's uh, – it, um, so what happened was I went out to Long Beach uh, the week of the yep. 11th. I think I was supposed to teach the 12th and the 13th in Long Beach. And it was a really long mm-hmm. travel day, and I didn't get to the hotel till like 1230 uh, Pacific wow. time which was like 3.30 my time. time. And I had been up for probably about, yeah, like I'd been up at that point for about 23 hours. And um, I only got a couple hours sleep because I woke up with like horrible pain. So I waited for about four hours and finally I was like, okay, I'm, you know, miles away from home and this isn't going away and it's not getting any better. So I went to the ER, but there was a lovely, lovely woman who saw me um, downstairs crying at the registration table. (laughs) And um, she drove me to the hospital, which was really, uh, yeah, it was a really (sighs) lovely thing that she did. And um, I sent her um, some flowers and uh, I want to call her out. (laughs) Yeah, I want to call her out um, by name and her name is Leslie Henriksen. So she saw me very upset at the registration desk and she said, you know, she was telling me there's two hospitals. You can go this way or this way. And then she said, you know what, I was going to Uber it. And so she said, no, I can just drive you. And so um, she drove me and I sent her flowers to say thank you. But I I just want to give her a quick shout out to tell her um, thank you very much for doing that. Um, It turns out, so I'm totally fine. What they thought was, well, the ER doctor basically dismissed me because, you know, a lot of um, ER doctors, uh, tend to just dismiss uh, female stuff uh, when oh chicks gosh. are in really? pain. Like, yeah. So what happens is, um, like, a, it doesn't. And I'm this is a, I'm not saying this is every male doctor, but my experience personally is that, especially in the emergency room, um, male certain male doctors, not all of them, but every once in a while, you get a male doctor who will 
um, just completely dismiss your pain. Um, and like, it's like, you're just being a silly girl is basically, and they literally, it's not you, it's just, it's, it's how they make you feel like, Oh, it's just a little ovarian cyst. Well, I don't, I don't give a shit how big or small it is. It still hurts. And buddy, you've never had one. So you don't get to tell me whether or not it hurts. So he kind of like dismissed it and everything is okay. I'm totally fine. And what we're, um, what we found out is that it is, I'm waiting for the, the final like blood test to come back, but we're finding out that it wasn't a cyst or a fibroid. It's probably a gluten intolerance because, ah, yes. uh, when we, because yeah. I had the same kind of pain about a week later and the common mm-hmm. factor in both situations was, um, like basically eating, like a bagel and pretzels and things with a lot of wheat flour. So I don't necessarily think that yeah. I have celiac and neither do the doctors, but we're waiting to hear back. But it turns out that that's probably what it was. So I'm okay. And so I want to say every, um, thank you to everybody. But we have a lot of really great questions. And um, We do. How was, your, how was your vacation? You were on vacation last week. How was that? Well, it was just a long uh, weekend. We left, drove up Thursday, came back Monday. But it was good. Uh, you know, it was not the time of the year to be up in northern arizona uh because it's just a lot of rain so the rivers are kind of washed out um i would probably go in june or august or september or something like that next time or october but it's beautiful up there you know you get a lot of trees pine trees stuff like that we did a lot of hiking and uh it was good (laughs) pretty good nice that's awesome yeah did you do your like uh Oh, the kids what? What's Sorry. that? Oh, no, 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 um, you well, you know, they need, it wasn't a super awesome summer for them because we moved like halfway through it. <clears throat> and so, you know, we haven't really done a whole lot. <laughs> it's just been really hot. So we, we just wanted to take them somewhere that was cooler for a little bit. And it was nice. Yeah. Nice. So did you do your legal thing? Did you do your like? Okay, oh, yeah. You did, yeah that? did it pretty well, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounded fluid. So, um, yeah, we got some nice. good questions from what, though? From uh, a, a QBO uh, cert tour so, you did, maybe? Yes, yeah. So what we have been doing, uh, some of us do this. Uh, you, I do. I know that when I presented with Bryce, we do it. And B, uh, if Laura and I had gotten to present in Long Beach, we would have done the same thing. But because we present from Google Slides, um, Google Slides, when you open up a, a slide deck, it has this thing where you can open up a Q&A so that right at the top of the screen, while you're presenting from Google Slides, there's a URL that people can go to to type in questions. Um, it doesn't oh, really yeah. work with webinars because you have the webinar software. But when you're doing live events, it's really great because you know, we do those events with two presenters. And so while one of them is, well, one of us is driving the deck, the other one sits at the other computer and answers the question. And then when I'm working the questions, what I usually do is I copy and paste uh, all of the questions to a text file, uh, just a, you know, a, a .txt file. And then I create a PDF out of it. And if anybody from the session wants the questions, they can ask me for them. And so that's where the, the majority of these questions came from is a training that MB and I did in the uh, DC area. It wasn't in DC proper, but it was in the uh, Washington DC area in June. And so most of those questions came from there. So kind of, they're, re- they're really interesting questions. 
But, but, the one thing that I want to ask you to start out with is one of the questions was, if you mm -hmm. add someone to your team, does the audit log yeah. show them or does it show you as the, the accountant uh, firm when they work and make any changes in QBO? In and historically, yeah, in the, in the client QBO data. And historically, all that you've been able to see is the, and all the client can see is that the firm has logged in. But that has recently changed, and I'll let you kind of dig well, into the details about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool change, um, and it's rolling out slowly. So don't be surprised if you're QBA or you're in a client file and you don't see it, and it still says your accountant. Because like Stacy says, forever it's been your accountant, pretty generic and stuff like that, but no real visibility for the firm either. But now, when right. and it's, uh, this firm-based firm-based identity is is the uh, the thing, the feature. Anyway, <clears throat> you'll notice some changes on the manage user window. Not nothing that'll impact your client though, because actually one thing, when they go to the audit log, when the client does, they'll see the name of the firm. So any changes made, it'll just say the name name of the firm, which is great. So it doesn't say that kind of generic your accountant. It just gives the firm name. So on every change that Stacy and Shannon do, it would say killed all services or whatever, right? Now, when right. Stacy, when Shannon goes into the file and then Stacy goes in the file, they can see what each other are doing by name. So literally the staff name, you see that visibility when you're in as a QBOA or um but the client just sees the firm name. And it also impacts when you customize a report and you want to share it. Uh, you now have the option to share to all or firm only. So I can like create a report in a client QBO file that only staff can see, not the client themselves. And I'm sure there's a scenario for oh. that, but I can't think of one. But I'm sure, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so um, when I so what happens is when I go to the audit log, it'll say like Bryce or Woody, but the client just sees the firm and that's it. Right. The client will see killed all services as the user who made the change, but. Uh, Bryce, you and I, since we're all team members of the same QBA, we'll see each other in what we did. Yeah. So okay, it's pretty that's cool. pretty amazing. Um, I, d I didn't know if it was rolled out. Well, it's, I don't know it's the firm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, you'll know when the easiest way to tell, well, other than going to the audit log, but, you know, you're going with you, so you'll either see, if you still see your accountant, then it, it's not happening. But you'll eventually uh, you can do it that way, and you'll see the the your name, uh, and then the client would see the firm name. But what's cool, another way you can test is if you go to the manage user window on any client file in your QBA, assuming your QBA has been migrated into the FBI, uh, which is funny, you know the FBI. But anyway, that's the acronym we're using. Right. Um, in the accounting firm section of manage users, you'll have firm name, lead name email address and status. So instead of, it's not a one-to-one -one relationship with a user, because if that user leaves, then you gotta like, you know, invite another accountant, et cetera. What it is is the relationship is the QBO file to the firm, to the actual, right. so the firm is like the bucket and all the users are under it. And what's, so the, the, your client's not really gonna notice other than the fact instead of your accountant, it'll say the firm name, which might be more comforting to them anyway. Right. It only really is impacting QBOA teamers and QBOA people. But the thing I do like is when, let's say, Bryce leaves the firm, so but he's right. the lead on, like, a client. When you go and activate Bryce from your QBOA, because you don't 
he's not a part of the firm anymore, and you can't delete right things out, so you got to make him inactive as a team member. It'll prompt you, it'll force you, so you can't make him inactive until you choose another lead for that client file that he was lead of. So if Bryce is lead of my Planet Pause file, when I go make him inactive, it'll say, hey, Bryce is a lead on these client files. Please choose you know, another team member as the lead. So I would just pick Stacy. And then in the accounting firm section, it would have firm name, killed all services, lead name Stacy, you know, but the email address is probably the same. So that's interesting as a change you might notice in the manage user window, but it won't really impact your clients at all. They won't really notice anything, I don't think, other than a, okay. a firm name as opposed to your accountant. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, pretty cool. And it, yeah. and I think it's going to one day help with connecting apps for our clients. You know, I th I think that's probably part of it, but I don't I don't really know. All I know now is it's about right. the relationship between the QBO client file that's in the QBA to the QBA is is going to be firm based as opposed to the individual based, and that just helps firms, particularly larger firms, when they have a lot of attrition for sure. And the fact that you can save reports and share them only with firm people as opposed to any other company admin in the file or something. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So you'll know it if if you see that what we've been talking about. But if not, don't worry. You'll you'll eventually get it. You know, we're rolling it out. Right, right, right. Um, and I think there's been blog articles about this too, uh, on Intuitive Accountant and other places about this firm-based identity. So, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I think it's going to help a little bit, but. And then the other thing that's new is the uh, partial purchase order. So I like partial purchase orders, but I want to wait to talk about. I want to wait for next week to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that because um, there's actually a few other things too. I think that are new that should be out fully soon that we can talk let's about wait till next, next week. week. Yeah, let's yeah. let's wait for that. We'll talk about that next week. I think that. Uh, we can talk about personal yeah, stores and stuff like that next week. And there's a couple of things in QB Labs, so we should talk about that too. So Okay, so we'll stuff. do that next week then. So we'll make sure everybody listens yep. um next week. Nice. That's kind of a big that's kind of a big deal with some yeah. of that stuff. So the um next yeah. question is um someone asked about class tracking. So they said is class from we were trying to the difference between class and location tracking, and I believe MV was kind of talking about source target stuff, and people got a little bit confused. And the question was, is class tracking only available in the top line of a transaction? And they mean the top so, area. Do you want? Yeah. Do you want to talk yeah. about? Well, that's what we weren't sure. We weren't sure if it was the 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 top of the transaction or if it was the top line item that was where we were we weren't sure uh, what my guess is they about, mean the top my guess is they mean the top area so location is only one per transaction but class you can have one per line in in the target area yep. of the transaction it's kind of hard to talk about want, class without throwing in some source and target just because it's important yeah and that's what i was going to say do you want to kind of explain source mm -hmm. versus target a little bit sure. for people who are not familiar totally. with that yeah so and in, in desktop it's even easier to see it 
visually, but in QBO, there's a top part of a top section of a transaction where you have the customer name, date, due date, you know, terms, things like that. And then you have the bottom section of the transaction, the target area. So top would be source, bottom would be target. Target would be where the lines items are or accounts are typically. I know on a transaction that's dangerous to say something like that because I know the top part of the transaction will also have the source account typically like an invoice is going to debit AR, right? You don't actually see it, but it happens. But I'm talking right. about where you have the line items linked to a revenue account or something. That's target. And usually P&L accounts are target. Now class, what's interesting about class tracking is that class can only be target. It only pulls data from the target level. So even if I were to turn classes to be one per transaction, which you can do in settings, you don't have to make it one per line. You could do one per transaction. Um, the balance sheet by class is never going to work out because it, class is always target, you know, um, right? And and not in the source area. So AR and AP, for instance, is in the source area, right? That's that's what happens when you enter a bill or create an invoice. You know, the source and the target are being impacted, but AR and AP are up top like customer name and stuff like that, whereas the revenue account and the item and stuff is in the class is down below. So it makes it harder. Location, though, you can have just one per transaction, but you can do balance sheet by location because location uh, is a source activity. So, But the rub there is, well, I can only have one location per transaction. So it's not always a good workaround for, hey, I need a balance sheet by class. Why isn't it working? So class tracking uh, is target only, and journal entries are, or every line of a journal entry is target, so sometimes you could do a workaround that way, um, but then you don't have the good reporting, detail reporting of using sales transactions. So again, to me, that doesn't seem like a good enough workaround to barely even mention it using a journal entry. And, uh, you know, it's in interesting, desktop, the top line of a journal entry in desktop is source, and all the other lines are target. But in QBO, the right. journal entry is all target. And I think that's why you can do more than one ARAP per journal entry in QBO where you can't in desktop. That is my contention as to why that ability is there, you know. But yep. uh, I don't know if I'm right. I'm just guessing, but it sure sounds right. It sure sounds good, you know what I mean? It sounds really good. So I just usually go with that answer. Um, and no one's ever disagreed. It sounds so, right. You know, <laughs> sounds really good. But um, it sounds right. So I'm just gonna stick it, with that. Yeah. But to her question, I think is what she's asking about. You, she sees too. the location box up top, and so can can class be in the top area? Or yes, but it, usually most people have it in the bottom that I've seen. They always have class turned yeah, on per line too. item, and then they have location up top. So, anyway. Yep, that's how I always – that's generally how I have it set up, too, for my clients. And I think we have yeah. a blog article on stacyacademy.com or somewhere about source versus target. I think so, too. I think it's on I think we did one a long time ago. It's either – yeah, it's either stacyacademy.net uh, okay. or it's going to be on – or it's going to be on QBO show, the, the blog article there. I don't know where it is. I can find it and maybe post it, though. So. Okay. But that explains a lot. Uh, 
let's see, we have another um, one. Of, this is a question that we get often, and it's, is there a way to add um, multiple companies and connect them under one account? So basically, like, what they're asking is when you have desktop, you can have desktop and you can create an unlimited amount of client files, of QBO, QBW files. So you can flip back and forth between companies. So I used to have a client way back in the day who had probably seven or eight different business entities. And so desktop worked really well for him. QBO just wasn't an option because so many of those business entities had such small volume, it wasn't worth paying the subscription fees because the way that QBO works, to answer this question is, you can have multiple companies and you can access them as a, as a QBOA, as the accountant user with one login. But if you have separate QuickBooks Online accounts, you can also have one login for each one of them, but it's not just yeah. every one of them has to have its own subscription. So you can use the same login, even if you're a small business owner and you have two or three companies. We have a client who has a couple bowling alleys in Texas. I think they have three or four of them, four of them now. And she uses the same Intuit ID every time she you know, has to log in and then she just chooses the company, you know, the different QBO subscriptions for, because each one of those bowling alleys is its own separate business entity with its own individual EIN. So the, the question with that is there is a way that you could use one login to access multiple companies. And you can either do that as the master admin as a small business owner um, and, and log in and choose the company, or you can have each one of those uh, QBO subscriptions invite you as the accountant user and access them that way. So, but you can't, it's not recommended to have more than one company using the same QBO subscription. That's not a best practice. So that's yeah. the answer. And we get nice. that question often. That's a, a question that we get all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you, Woody. Yeah, go for it. If QuickBooks Is QuickBooks self-employed? Go for, you can go ahead. Uh, you can ask it. You can see it. Recommended for clients who are paid with multiple 1099s. Now, I'm assuming this is a Schedule C client, though, still? And they're yeah. doing a lot of contract so work? Okay. Yeah, I think it's... Then sh you I know, don't see like, why not. I think it's perfect for that, you know, because when I first yeah. started doing books, I, so I had a full-time job, and I was working as a contractor, and I was doing books on the side as a pro advisor for, and I would go nights and weekends. This was back in 2003, 2004. So when I got done with my regular job, I would go visit clients in the evenings and on the weekends. And I got paid as a 1099 contractor. And at that point, I, I didn't have a separate business. It was just me. And so I would deposit that money directly into my, my regular checking account. So back in the day, self-employed would have been perfect for me. So I think, yes, QuickBooks self-employed is um, perfect if you are a sole prop and you're just a Schedule C filer. Nice. Although I don't have any. Yeah, I didn't know if it, like the multiple 1099s. Yeah, I didn't know if the multiple 1099s would impact that at all, but I guess not. Uh, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, you're, they're still seeing their payments and expenses, purchases through the credit card or bank feed anyway, right? They're downloading. They're just choosing between business personal, et cetera, and 
I guess it still it wouldn't matter if you have multiple 1099 gigs, right? You could just use the same QBSE. So that's what I was thinking. It's probably fine. Um, yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't. Yeah. It won't matter. Yeah. I mean, you could get one 1099, or you can get three 1099s. It doesn't matter. I think as long as you're. I think QuickBooks self-employed is perfect for. I mean, basically, like me, somebody who's doing something as a side job, or they're just a schedule, an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, Etsy sales. Um, you know, if as long as it's not your main source of income and you're just a schedule, you're not just a schedule C, but you file, you're a schedule C filer. I think it's perfect, especially if you don't have a separate business account. I think it's perfect. So, and I have another question for you. I have another question for you, Woody. Um, yeah. When do you need to have Simple Start, Essentials, or Plus? I use QBOA, and I am a silver user. Can you give some clarity on this, please? Uh Simple Start Essentials Plus, I use QBOA Silver User. Oh, right. So QBOA is what the firm uses and what this consultant would use, and we give her a free QBO Plus file that she can use for herself, but she'll be able to support in her client list in QBOA all those uh, Simple Start Essentials and Plus. Um, so, you know, and even self-employed. So I think for her... Uh, though I understand this because whenever I'm doing the QBO cert and answering questions, a lot of people will say, hey, can you do this in QBA? Can you do this in QBA? Can you right. run this report? When really they mean the QBO file. Can you do this in QBO? Right. And I, I think it's right. probably how, we're, how we frame it or train it or whatever, but really QBO is where you're doing the stuff. QBA is, is just kind of your portal in and your platform you use to start for someone who manages QBO clients. So um, you'll have... Simple Start Essentials and Plus, probably mostly Essentials and Plus clients in your QBA. You might have a couple self-employed, yep. but you yourself could use the free Plus file we give her, just being a an owner of a QBA. It's free, right? QBO Plus. So don't use it as a practice sandbox, though. No. You know, don't do leave that. it empty until you really want to use it. My suggestion. Yes, exactly. I still say if that. If you need a sandbox, on these, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you need a sandbox, yeah. it's half off. Just create, add one to your wholesale, your wholesale billing. Yeah, right. Pay for the subscription if you need one to play in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cheap. Or use the sample file. Or you can sign, or use a sample file. Or if it's something that you need to kind of have to test things out or add an app to, you can always do a trial. You know, and use a throwaway email. I use um, mail.wtf to create throwaway email addresses, and it's uh, I use it all the time. I do it for webinars and all sorts of stuff. It's really easy to do it that way. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, maybe Good one. Stuff. I think we have time for. I want to do one more question because we only schedule a half hour show. Um, oh, so okay. We well, we'll have a to... bunch of questions next week to go through. I mean, next week we can do a full. 45. Yeah, and we'll be able to talk about. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of the newer stuff as well. Um, yeah. Because I didn't Sounds know good. if you were still on vacation, so I only scheduled a half hour. So I didn't want – if you were on vacation, I didn't want to, like, keep you away from vacation. That's cool. Let's look look for a good one. Uh, what if a client already has a subscription to QBO and wants us to use wholesale billing to bill them? And that happens a lot. That's great. So when they invite you as the accounting firm, you accept the invite. It adds it to your QBOA list, right, this client that already has a QBO. 
you're not creating a new sub yep. or anything. But now it's in your client list because you're the accounting firm and you accepted the invite. Assuming they're not on a free trial and they're on Essentials and Plus and they're on monthly billing, not annual billing, when you go yep. to the gear icon, uh, your account, you'll see this tab that says Move Clients to Wholesale. And, and you can even do that with a self-employed client. You just can't do it with Simple Start, and I don't really have an answer right. why. Um, but self-employed Essentials and Plus, you can move them under your wholesale billing, existing clients that are already paying for it because they – you know, even if you throw up a management fee or something, you know, 30 bucks is still better than 50 or, you know, yep. 35 bucks is still better than 50 a month. They'll appreciate that because, you know, plus exactly. is 50 bucks now and essentials is like 35 and I think simple starts the same. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to check. The I can't remember. I'm so bad with pricing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I know, so right? bad at remember. Everybody always asks me pricing. I'm like, I don't know, man. Go to the website and look because I can't. I cannot yeah. remember, and it's you know, it's above my, <laughs> it's above my pay grade to figure well, out. Excited, what it costs. I don't excited know. for next week to uh, knock out the, uh, you know, the uh, stuff. The, uh, the yeah, questions next all the week. new stuff. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. Um, so it was a short show. Uh, like I said, I wasn't sure when I scheduled the show in Blog Talk Radio if it was going to be, um, you know, if you were going to be on vacation. But we'll be back next week, and we're going to yeah. talk about new stuff. And uh, also and, we'll, and we'll, go we'll some schedule more an hour. Yeah, I'll schedule yeah, an actual full show. <laughs> we'll yeah, just ease back into it after being gone for two weeks. Yeah. Just ease back in. Yeah. No, that's good. All right. All right. Well, that's all I had. Yeah. Thanks, Stace. Good to hear your voice. Thanks. Nice to see, I know. I miss you, too. I miss talking to you. And I have one more thing yeah. before before we go. I just, um, the course. only thing I wanted to remind everybody was. Um, Talk to them later. <laughs> all right. Bye. We'll see everybody next Thursday. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.